Hey, 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 folks. Hey, welcome back to the Basement Show podcast. Yeah, the only show filmed in a basement that we know of. Praise the Lord. Praise be. Praise be. Praise, Praise him. <laughs> I am Random Ryan. <laughs> and to my left is the one and only timely and talented oh. Tara. Yes. I don't know about talented. I'll take uh, it. I, I think so, Tara. Okay? Don't fight me on this because I love you. <laughs> All right? Thank you for sliding down the bulkhead with us. Please, will you, won't you, like, share, subscribe, yes, BB? Thank you for doing that, too. Appreciate you. Okay? Then busy bounce that ass, A-Z-Z, on over to that notification bell and give it a Bruce Lee kick. whoop So you know, ASAP Rocky, (laughs) when we upload new mediocre content Uh, and shorts. That's right, baby. That's right. And put us in your car, kid. Take us with you. Uh, T and I want to know where we can't afford to go. (laughs) TBSP on the go, yo. We are everywhere streaming things are streamed. TikTok, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio Kids, SoundCloud. And please, please feel compelled to hit us up on the Google voicemail. That number, uh, follow the non-existent bouncing ball below, is 617-286-2203. And we're on the Instagram at the dot basement show podcast. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I enjoy seeing people who watch us from other countries. It's lovely. I'm like, oh. Isn't that great? I can't afford to be there. That's right. We're all over the world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And like we do every full episode, whores, as I rise to the top like the cream of the crop, the Basement Show podcast merch available on printify.com. Yeah. And also on Amazon, your favorite jungle website. Check out Le Book, The mm-hmm. Thunderstorm mm-hmm. by T. And yours truly. Uh, $10 make you hollow. <laughs> we right. did a, uh, a little merchandise video. Yeah, we did. If anybody wants to check that out, you can get the full yeah. rundown of what we have, stuff like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just like George Foreman, you say all the colors <laughs> of the George Foreman green. <laughs> I love that commercial. I really did. I loved it. Oh, oh man. So how you doing? I'm okay. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So. This is what we're going to do. What we're going to hit them with the hearty <laughs> and give them what they came to see and listen to. Yeah. So let's jump right in. What okay. What for uh, Oddly Enough? Um, before we do that. Yes. I just I want to do one quick little thing. I do too. What yeah. is it? <laughs> you do too? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I was going to say something at the end. Might as well do it at the, at yeah, the front. In it's the front. um. So I heard this morning, mm. the day of recording, that uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away. That's awful. He was, um, I think, seventy six, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and um, uh, I've 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 been to a few of his concerts, and you always I always walked away with a story. Yeah, we did. And <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I just want to share one of my favorite uh, because it does involve Ryan. Oh so boy. it's y'all, Well, I'll keep it clean. It's back in 05. This is from 05. <laughs> this is way back. Way this, back. Yeah, this is way back. Um. We had gone to a... No, no, don't worry. It's a good story. We had gone to a concert. I think it was the one at Gillette Stadium. It was. It was Jimmy Buffett at Gillette. And... Rockin'. We... Now, the the, most of the time, uh, the the tailgate things are legendary. Oh, wonderful time. The food, I mean, the camaraderie, it's amazing. I'm an introvert, so I'm not... 
I, I mean, I'll walk around and like say hello to people. Mm-hmm. That's usually about as far as I go. And going someplace with that, like that with Ryan, was like, my goodness, it's like walking around with a mayor. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like walking around with somebody who's running for mayor because they're just like, hi, how are you? That's and right. like, so we had walked around and then we came back to my car. We were hanging out. I had the I had an SUV, so I had the backup. We were sitting on the tailgate. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan's like, I'm gonna go uh, walk around for a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. So he went like two or three cars down. And he comes back and he has a skewer. And I'm like, what? What is that? And you go, well, it's filet mignon wrapped in bacon. Yeah. And I went, why do you have that? Because it was free. Well, they were giving it to me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, drunk guy, you want some kebab? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, man. What a night. Oh. What a night. Oh. And, um... Yeah. And real quick, uh, the um, Mrs. Fields cookies. <laughs> Mrs. Fields cookie. Oh, and the, the and, and the High Five Club. The High Five Club. Everybody who walking yeah. by. High Five Club. Yep. Yep. Well, that was the High Five Club was at um, Great Woods. That's right. That's right. We were walking out of the Great Woods show, and um, Ryan was just having a great day. Yeah, I was. <laughs> a little too good of a day. And I, I, th- I think it was Great Woods. And we were walking out, and you were just like, hey, you want to join the High Five Club? Yeah, and everyone joined. <laughs> everyone joined. It was amazing. Loved it. Loved it. I love going and to concerts we were, um, with you. It's so fun. And then the the, the, the cookie thing is, uh, because you know you're going to be there, like, all day. Long time. Because it's a, it's a, it was a huge thing. It's a day. So, um, we usually you bring some sort of snack or something if you, yeah. if you need to make it through. Right. And... Did you bring the cookies, or did somebody else bring cookies? No, I, I. You had brought the cookies. Yes, yes. And now was... I'm I'm a little fuzzy on it for for obvious reasons. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I could have sworn somebody like came up and said, "Hey man, you got any more cookies left?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of draw attention to yourself when you're wasted and you're on top Quaced. of on top of the porta potties and you're throwing Mrs. Fields cookies out to the crowd. It yeah. was just a wonderful experience, you know. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's roll into oddly enough. Oh man, I love that nostalgia. Oh man, that was wonderful. Thank you. It was. Thank you for the memory. <laughs> So, oddly enough news, uh, please go home. An Indian firm deploys software for a work-life balance. Mm. New Delhi. A small, <laughs> Yes. A small IT company in the central Indian city of Indore has come up with an unusual way to ensure its employees maintain a healthy work-life balance by creating a software to remind them when their shift is up and it is time to head home. Awesome. SoftGrid computer software is equipped with a notification system that kicks in when the in the moment the employee shift is over, warning them that the office system will shut down in 10 minutes and asking them to please go home. That's that's lovely. <clears throat> the measure comes amid an increased focus and research into the adverse effect of long working hours on health and relationships of employees across the world. The World Health Organization, for example, warned in 2021 that working 55 or more hours a week can lead to a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease. Mm. The thought behind this is providing employees a good work-life balance so they can spend time with their families and loved ones. Mm. 
The pop-up created a social media buzz recently when an employee shared a picture of the warning on a company desktop. They put this special reminder, which locks my desktop after business hours and issues a warning. Her, uh, the post had received nearly 400,000 likes. No more calls and mails outside of business hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Kritika Doobie, one of the 40 people employed at the company, said that the pop-up helped her leave on time and fulfill her other responsibilities at home. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's true. You can't work those peasy hours all the time. That's right. No peasy hours. <laughs> Listen, peasy. He's a. Uh, uh, my friend Joe. He taught me. Uh, what is it? He, he told me the a couple weeks ago. I'm working bell to bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bell to bell. That's right, baby. Something wow. Like that. So New uh, Delhi, huh? India. Yes. Yes. That'd be awesome, though. I I would love to do the voiceover for them. Like I <laughs> once you be, start, you yeah, cannot you stop. You cannot stop. It is time to go home. <laughs> It is time to go home right now. Computer is off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, all right. All right. What do we got for stupid crimes this stupid week? Stupid crime you can be charged for. Comes yeah. to us from Tennessee. To Tennessee. 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 So what is Tennessee known for? Uh, the Grand Old Opry? Well, yeah, Nashville. Yeah. yeah, I got that right. You kind of right. got that Point right. Point for yeah. I. Cool. I'm sure there's other things that it's Of course it is. Of course it is. What so, else? So, um, <laughs> in Tennessee, um, it is a crime to import or possess a skunk. It stinks. Unlawful importing of a skunk can result in a legal penalty, according to Tennessee's Wildlife Resources. The law prohibits any person from importing, possessing, or causing the importation of a live skunk in the state of Tennessee. Selling, bartering, exchanging, and transferring a skunk is not allowed. Violators of the law will receive a Class C misdemeanor. Wow, that's amazing. <coughs> Tennessee can't <laughs> import a skunk. Okay, nope. what what if you're the ultimate like like pimp of all skunks? <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. You're not gonna let a smooth brother like that <laughs> hang out with you for the day. Come on now. I mean, really, Tennessee can't import a skunk. No, sir. Man, that's a stinky situation. <laughs> <laughs> I imported the skunk, and I also got tomato juice for you. Mm. Oh, I don't. I think that's a myth. I don't know if tomato probably, juice really it helps. Probably is. I don't know that much. You know, I'm in a basement. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm over How here. Do you know? What do you want me yeah. to know? I'm in a yeah. basement. <laughs> okay, T. So that rolls us into this week's get the f out of here. <laughs> Extra wing. I love that. All right. <laughs> so uh, first, uh, GTFOH goes out yep. to, um, let's see, we'll start off with uh, bad bosses. All right. <laughs> Just, yeah, exactly. We've mm. all had one or 10, 20. Uh, yeah. Um, so with bad bosses, uh, please, bosses, take it easy on your employees. Treat them right. You know what I mean? Make them feel good. If not, mm. GTFOH. How about that? Mm, put that software on the... That's right. <laughs> Tell them to go put home. On your boss's <laughs> computer. It's time for you to go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second second thing I have is it's, it's been driving me crazy because I Uh-oh. can't get answers and I'm a big oh, researcher. No. Yeah, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this issue. Um and they all concur with the Reister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get any market basket that I go into. I cannot get Wi-Fi. It says emergency calls only. Wow. Now, that being said, 
What kind of brick wall do they have that, up in li- Literally. <laughs> literally. It's like they want you to concentrate <clears throat> on saving that much money because you get that much more for your dollar. Mm. But this is the problem. Herein lies the problem, as you would say. I'm with, uh, yeah. So let's say you send me down to the basket to get you some tasty treats before the show. Okay. Now, I'm in said market, and you try and place a call and say, Rye, don't forget the Captain Crunch. And I can't get said call. So now we're Captain Crunchless and asked out. You know what I mean? So get out of there, market basket. Get that Wi-Fi on. I'm trying to start my day with crunch berries. That's right, baby. (laughs) Also, if you're the leader... If you're go- if you're the leader of a convoy, like doing thirty miles Be an hour, we got a trekking convoy. Yep, and and the, and it's clearly posted like forty miles an hour. You're definitely the problem. So just so you know that, and uh, yeah, short but sweet. Uh, that's that's this week's get the f out of here. Mm. And now it's time. Yeah, oh, <laughs> roll me, baby. I'm hot. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Hold on. Let me step inside. I'm tired. I'm sore. And I'm dirty. Yeah. All right, I'll start this week, okay? Okay. All right, so here's uh, Rise Shower Thoughts for this week. Here's, here's one we all like. I'm grateful for hot and clean water. A lot of people don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's sad. <laughs> I strongly believe that G.I. Joe is still the real American hero. Uh, no Joe. That's right. Van Halen is the best shower music ever. Uh, what are you? What are you bombing to Panama? While of course you're I am. That? Of course I. Panama. Panama. All right, that's enough. We want viewers to stay. We want them to stay. All right. Sometimes silence is the best response. Okay. And this is a weird one. Of course, it's me. Was Barney the purple dinosaur a carnivore, or was he vegan? I think he was uh, a carnivore. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the cast of children changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, kids? I'm going to eat you. Yeah, you did. All right. And, uh, We're making a casting decision. Right, right. And you're out. <laughs> I love it. All right. And last but not least, um, you know I do this one last. Yeah, mm. I love Listen, I love, I love, 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 love. Come here. Kiss me. Kiss me. Come on. I love our fans. I love our fans. We just want to say thank you, seriously, to all our fans. We just we just passed 500 subscribers Yeah, we're this at week. like 502, I, I know. think. I know, 502. Yeah. Nice even number for the for us. We love, we love that. And we just want to say thank you because without all of you out there, we wouldn't be down in this basement here, hiding from the world. So, thank you very much. I seek shelter. That's right. That's right. And thank you, thank you for all the uh, subscribers and the views and and everything. You guys are wonderful. So, what's your shower thoughts this week, T? Um, spices and pumpkin spice have nothing to do with fall. Yeah, they do. They don't. No. Really. You can, you can get those spices anytime. Oh, that's true. You can go to Market Basket. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't call you and tell exactly. you what's You forgot to buy. the spice. Go back. <laughs> You're horrible. All right. And this is kind of a weird one, probably only in my own head. Mm-hmm. You can feel your socks when you first put them on, but you can't feel them later in the day. This is true. Unless they're wet. Oh, then you, yeah, then you know a, that. We could do a whole uh, show yeah, on that. Like We're not going to do that today. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Damn. You're a genius. 
I don't know. It takes me so long to come up with this stuff, and you do it in two sentences. You're like, yeah, I win. Just like that. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So now, right, it's time to get off. Dry off. All right. Put your clothes on. Now we're going to learn dressed. something. That's right. Goodness sakes. That's right. Get dressed. <clears throat> All right. Today I learned. What are we going to learn today, T? Today I learned mm. the practice of playing music to callers on hold was created by a factory owner who discovered that a loose wire in his factory phone line made the building a giant receiver. Mm. The broadcast from a close radio station was transmitted through the wire and played when calls were put on hold. That's awesome. Bonus info. Mm. Opus number one is one of the most recognizable hold songs of all time. It was recorded by two high school students in their garage in 1989, one of whom went on to build IP phones for Cisco. The song is now being played on over 65 million phones worldwide. How does that one go? Is that... Well, I'll, it'll be here. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Everything's here. We got it all, baby. If I do it right, it'll yeah, be here. That's right. Hold music, huh? Please hold. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, at least if they give you something good to jam to. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse yeah. than when you're in the middle of like singing, you know, you're like, take these broken wings <laughs> and you're on hold and then it goes boop or like you're you're mid song or you're hitting a high <laughs> note and all of a sudden it's like Doctor Office, how can I help you? It's like, Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, they catch you off guard. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You hear it? I can only, I, I realize that it's it's probably copyrighted, so I could only play like two seconds of it. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All, it, all you need is like somebody to come on and go, your call is important to us. Yeah, Please exactly. Please hold for the next five hours. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, T. Thank you. So that rolls us into horrible history. Oh, goodness. Yeah, plenty of horrible history out there, folks. We got you. Usually quite a bit to choose from. Yes, there is. A plethora. Okay, sit down. Open mm. your history book to page four, chapter 21. That's right, class. Here we go. The Emperor Caligula. Oh, Caligula. Oh. Mm. At the time of his accession, Caligula was 25 years old. His father, Germanicus, mm. <laughs> had, been, had been very popular, and his affection carried over to Caligula. Mm. Although he had been granted many titles, Caligula had uh, very little practice, practical experience with governing. Most of his youth had been spent either in the palace or with Tiberius on Capri, where he grew up in an unhealthy atmosphere <laughs> of constant plotting and paranoia. Mm. Nevertheless, he charmed the Senate, the people, and the army with his initial behavior. Caligula distributed amount, huge amounts of cash as gifts to the people of Rome and also to soldiers. He staged extravagant beast hunts. Oh, nothing <laughs> like a good beast hunt on a Saturday. When's the last time we had a good beast That's hunt, That's right. Brian? Bring forth the beast and make haste and post haste halls. Chariot races, spectacles, and entertainment for the amusement of the city's inhabitants. Mm. The Senate and the upper-class Romans were pleased by his cutting of taxes and the sale of slaves and by his demeanor towards them, which was respectful and conciliatory. Nice. Late in 37 AD, Caligula fell ill with some sort of brain fever. Mm. Afterward, his behavior changed. Oh, no. He's bad. Oh. So bad. I'm thinking it might have been like syphilis or something. Maybe, maybe. 
That's whether tough. this change was an effect of the illness, as some sources claim, or whether his true nature began to assert itself once he felt securely in charge is unclear. He became increasingly erratic and cruel. He had Marco executed and forced Jamelis, his fellow joint heir and potential rival, to commit suicide. Mm. He terrorized and humiliated members of the Senate, for instance, making them run awkwardly alongside his chariot in their togas. <laughs> toga, toga. toga. <laughs> he even had his way with one of the eminent senator's wife. Oh. There were many rumors of Caligula's depravity, including that he supposedly committed incest with his sisters, had Roman citizens murdered for flimsy excuses, and he took pleasure from watching his victims being tortured, even gooding, goading his executioners on, calling, make him feel that he is dying. Oh. He liked to whisper in his lover's ears, I can have you killed anytime I like. Oh, how romantic. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Here's a rose. Yeah, here's a rose. You did. I got, I got something to whisper to you. Mm -hmm. Once when presiding over the sacrifice of a bull, instead of bringing down the hammer on the animal, Caligula instead deliberately bludgeoned to death the priest's assistant who held the bull's head. Mm. Some of his cruelties, while not overtly deadly, had a capricious, arbitrary nature. Mm. He would order that the awnings, providing shade for the crowds at public entertainment, be pulled back at the hottest time of the day. <laughs> Sunburn for everyone! The suffering is unreal. <laughs> if he ran across a man with a thick head of hair, he would have him seized and his scalp shaved on the spot, as Caligula himself was balding. <laughs> if I can't have hair, nobody can. With size Sperling when you need yeah. him. Yeah, club for most, most of this behavior was inflicted upon the inhabitants of Rome, but some of Caligula's actions had farther-reaching effects. To pay for his extravagance, Caligula ended up raising taxes, imposing new ones, and confiscating the property of citizens he had murdered. Under Augustus, the Jews been, had been granted certain rights and the freedom to follow their traditional practices, but Caligula deeply offended them by ordering a statue of himself placed in the great temple in Jerusalem as if he were a god. Wow, his ego is his amigo, <laughs> huh? Wow. I like that. Goddamn. My ego is my amigo. <laughs> In an apparent desire to gain military glory, Caligula organized a massive army that he led to Gaul and Germany, but accomplished nothing. Mm. Then, with great fanfare, the emperor announced he would invade the island of Britain, but the troops never launched the attack. Instead, Caligula lined them up in a battle formation on the beach, facing the English Channel, ordered them to collect seashells, and declared that these were the spoils of a victory displayed in triumph. <laughs> I got shells! That's right. I got shells for days. Another eccentric scenario involved the, involving the sea occurred on the Bay of Naples, where Caligula ordered a three-mile-long temporary bridge to be constructed across the width of the bay. It was made by lining up a double row of merchant ships on an elaborate roadway, was then laid down on top of them. So many uh, many grain freighters were diverted to indulge this whim, and it resulted in a famine in Rome. Caligula spent several days triumphantly riding back and forth over the bridge, 
as well as parading ro the Roman army across it. He's quite the tyrant. Oh, Caligula <laughs> d distributed bonuses to the soldiers and held sumptuous feasts mm. and elaborate celebrations in honor of his pointless and wasteful accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? This I understand. Yeah, I'm with yeah. him on this. Yeah, this is fruitless. <laughs> this is completely pointless. Mm -hmm. Let's have a feast. Mm. Uh, in short time, such extravagances squandered the enormous treasury surplus that had been built up by Tiberius and plunged the empire into debt. Mm. Scholars still debate whether Caligula was merely a particularly extreme example of this phenomena or if he was mentally unbalanced in a clinical sense. You think? <laughs> Some ancient authors are more direct. One biographer bluntly asserted... Caligula was sick in both body and mind. Wow, short but sweet. Yep. That one, wraps that up. One controversial aspect of Caligula's behavior often raised as evidence of his insanity was his apparent desire to be worshipped as a god. <laughs> Bow down! <laughs> there is some ambiguity in the surviving sources regarding this issue. It had already become customary for Romans to offer prayers to an emperor's genius, which might be thought of as a person's capacity or potential for divinity. But the worship of a genius is not the same as regarding that, of, uh, regarding that person as a god. Mm. Leaders could also be elevated to divine status after their death. Augustus had done this for Julius Caesar and had erected a prominent temple in the Forum in Rome to the defied Julius. After his death, Augustus too had been declared a god. In the eastern sections of the empire, there was a long tradition of ruler cults. Kings were often given religiously tinged titles, such as Sauter or Savior. When these eastern areas were conquered by Rome, the ruler cult observances were seamless, seamlessly transferred to the emperors. But in the west, in Rome, there was still a reluctance to view living emperors as divine. Concerning Caligula, some sources claimed he openly expressed the desire to be worshipped as a god <laughs> and may even have truly believed he was some sort of deity. He allegedly dressed up as various gods, spoke to them as equals, and had temples built to himself. Of course he did. Whether these actions occurred or not, at the very least, when individuals wished to ingrate themselves with Caligula by insulting cults to him or addressing him with divine titles... The emperor did not seem to discourage it. <laughs> I will allow it. <laughs> As additional evidence of his megalomania, Caligula routinely appeared to dressed in purple uh, toga decorated with golden palm leaves, and he clutched an ivory scepter, which he surmounted with a golden eagle. This was an outfit that traditionally had been reserved for generals on the day they celebrated a triumph. Mm. Jupiter, the king of the gods, was often envisioned in, um, in this some, same garb, further suggesting Caligula saw himself as divine. Hmm. After less than four years of this behavior, many were fed up with Caligula. So you gotta go. <laughs> and a conspiracy formed to assassinate him. Among its leaders were uh, several officers of the Praetorian Guard. One of these was a tribune named Cassius Chira, whom Caligula had taken particular delight in humiliating. <laughs> I like you. You pretty to me. <laughs> On January 24th, 41 AD, Caligula went to the theater to take part in festivities associated with the Palatine Games. He sacrificed a flamingo, watched some performances, then around 1 o'clock headed back to the palace for lunch. 
Chira and some other officers intercepted Caligula and fell upon him with their swords, stabbing him 30 times. Oof. Oh, yes. Oof. They didn't hold back. No, they did not. Yes. I, I, and I can clearly see why. So. <laughs> well, that was what history. A fellow. Yeah, that was history. And that was that was, that was an extra sprinkle of horrible on this one, this episode. I'll tell you that. Wow. Cool. Thank yes. You, All right. So this brings us into Twit of the Week. Twit you. Twit you. Uh, what do we got? Twit of the Week. Mm-hmm. A girl 14 mm-hmm. with severe nut allergy nearly died aboard British Air Flight after passenger refused to stop eating peanuts, despite twice being told by cabin crew he was putting the teenager's life at risk. Hmm. Air in planes is just circulated. So in the case of a very severe allergy, which um, it seems to be judging from the fact that the offending passenger was 10 rows ahead, mm. then she likely would have been affected by the particles of the peanuts in the air. Correct. The crew should have just confiscated the allergen in, until the landing. I don't understand why they didn't take the guy's peanuts away. Right, sir, I'm going to have to take <clears throat> your nuts away. <laughs> Yeah, they grabbed the wrong ones. They should have grabbed the other ones and get them off the plane. As for the unidentified man who, despite warnings, uh, there was a a severe allergic passenger aboard, couldn't be bothered to skip the peanuts, we give you our highest honor of twit Twit. of the week. Twit you. Yes. Yeah, you stink. (laughs) All right, so that rolls us into this week's random word generator. I would like to go first, if that's okay. Oh, you may, sir. Thank you so much. The word I got this week was visual. V-I-S-U-A-L. And, uh, yeah, Uh, the channel that popped up, um, well, this is is where we uh, put a word into or create a word from the Random Word Generator app, and then T and I plug it into YouTube, and whatever comes up, we report to you guys. So, yeah, (laughs) buckle up, baby. All right, so visual, and the channel's uh, called, named Trippy Everything. Um, Let me guess, you got a song. I got a song. You always get music. No, I haven't got music that that much lately, okay? Okay. All right, so so this was three hours long. Jeez. Okay, so I did a good- How much did you watch? I did my due diligence. I did five minutes. Okay. Okay? Acceptable. Right. It's got 13K likes. It's got over 1 million views. Um, It was posted- uh, last year, eight twelve twenty two, um, and the description is mind melt- melting four K visuals. Jesus. Yeah. So this was the top comment. This really got me. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know if the visuals are normally this trippy, or the trippiness is making them trippier. <laughs> well, either way, you're taking a trip. I don't know where, but so yeah, that's my uh, that's my random word generator for this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what's up, Trippy? <laughs> trippy. Yeah. I got parking. Yeah? Yeah. Parking, kid. Yeah. The title is How to Reverse Park. Oh, boy. From the channel Zed Driving School. Hmm. They have 49,000 subscribers. Wow. Congrats yeah, to you. Congrats to you. The video hmm. is one minute and 35 seconds long. Wow. So... Basically, this gives a short explanation on how to reverse park, so backing into a parking space. Mm. Uh, it's a bit inconvenient because you have to, there's no, um, what would you call that? Uh, there's no narration. Oh, okay. It's just text at the bottom of the screen. Right. Uh, so you have to kind of read the text, and they don't explain it, like, step by step. So, But 
backing into a parking thing is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but you'd I mean, be surprised. Yeah, you'd be I'm sure surprised I would. today. I'm sure I would. I, like they get the cars <clears throat> to drive themselves. I'm not taking my hands off the wheel. <laughs> I want control. I want. It. I'm telling where you. Where are you going? I'm going where the car takes me. Exactly. Well, <laughs> wherever I go today. So my top comment is. Um, by the time the driver wakes up from his nap in the front of the second car, uh, someone will have, will have forward parked in front of him and locked his car and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <Yeah. laughs> That's good. That is good. Okay, so that will roll us into A and I tells the whole story. They have a story to tell. Yeah, this is where uh, T, me, uh, plug in uh, title to. <laughs> A and I, and then it, it reads, it writes, and then reads the story to you. Yep. So we hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, we're not responsible. Because <laughs> we, we didn't write it. Right. This is the end of the show where we start to cool off. You know what I mean? Yeah. The afterburn is cooled down. <laughs> the afterburn Yeah. Yeah. My poor afterburners. Mm -hmm. My goodness. So, My afterburners um, are aching. <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay. So uh, we had, nope, that was the other one. I did something. Okay, so we'll pick. What's what's uh, we'll do Oliver. Yes. Because why not? Come on, Ollie. Okay, Oliver is gonna tell us a story. Okay, here we go. I walked into the kitchen. I knew what I wanted when I walked in, and now I have no idea. <laughs> the first thing to do is to get the house in order. We have a lot of things to take care of, said the woman, and we have to keep them clean. There is the washtub and soap and everything else. You can get it all cleaned out in a minute. And there are the pots and pans and things. They will be cleaned and put away, in time for supper, the next morning. The supper the I went next into morning. another room and began to look for something. A little while ago... A woman came in with a tray, filled a pan with water, brought in some of her dishes, put them in another pan of water. Water. She had a little basket of things, too, which she put on a chair. Now I know what she is going for. That is what we call a basket. <laughs> well, she was going in to put it away for the night. When I got back, there was a little pile of clean dishes. <laughs> In a basket. She was gone, so I thought I would put the dishes back and see if they were as clean as they looked. Mm. So I put a clean plate on a chair and sat down to wait. After a few minutes, the door opened and a young man came into. He was dressed in black, with the cravat tied in such a manner that it looked Ooh. as though he were going out to dinner. Mm. Fancy. And he walked up and down the room. Now, he was a young man, a young gentleman, really. He had on an elegant suit and a silk hat. Mm -hmm. mm. His shoes were black, his stockings were white, his hat was white with black feathers. Mm. Okay. When he was a young man, he used to wear a red coat with gold buttons. Now, he has a black suit with white stock. He was talking to himself as he worked in the shop, telling himself how beautiful it would be if he could get a wife who was beautiful, too. Double beauty. Well, now, if that's the way you are, why don't you go and find someone who is beautiful? The woman said she was not a little bit beautiful herself, 
Boshi, you are not going out, sir, said I. We are to have the wedding at nine. <coughs> you are going home to dinner, you not? Yes, said he. Yes. <laughs> well, if you will excuse me for saying so, it is not my fault if I am not. When I was young, my mother was always telling me about how she was going home to her mother's house, to the little cottage in a field, when the train stopped, because she had a headache. Or some other thing she didn't know about. There was no house at that place, she said. Her house was in Boston. My mother said it didn't matter, it wasn't her home. That was the way she always said that. Well, there was this little house. On the prairie. All the houses in that neighborhood were small. In the middle of it, between two rows of trees, was an old, old-fashioned garden with an arbor where the flowers were. Oh. There was a little path, which was all the way across, leading to that garden. You could see the sun shining through the trees. Oh. <laughs> that was my home. Now I am going out to my garden to see how it is getting on. My mother's cottage, which I called my home, had been built in one of those old times when there were many little houses all over the country. This cottage was built of stone and wood, like all the rest of us. There was a porch on one side. On the other side was my father's garden, where I grew up. In the garden. In the now garden. the garden was all gone and there wasn't a trace of any of these little places. So he's homeless? Only there had once been They'll a little arbor in front of this garden. <clears throat> that was where my parents had sat when they had their little dinner party. Mm. We put the dishes in the basket. With the lotion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why are the dishes in the basket? I don't know. I thought the lotion was supposed to go in the basket, but I don't know. What do I know? So, oh my goodness. Well, thank you for that, T. Don't thank me for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, that being said, please, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on that notification bell, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, remember, folks, okay? Things won't work out unless you put the work in. Hmm. Yeah. All right. You like that little ditty? I do. There you go. All right. Now we're going to check the Google voicemail. Please have two at least. Please have two. Oh, there's two. Yes. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> oh, it's tough being popular, T. Uh, isn't mm. it, though? Hi, Ryan and Tara. It's Mom. Mom. Ah. I just want to let you guys know I'll be back to do some Mom Knows Best shorts. Uh, give me a call and we'll hook up. Love you both. Bye. Oh. Hi, Ma. Love you. Oh. We'll get you back on for shorts. You're awesome. <laughs> you're the best. You're, you're, you're my biggest fan. I know that. Oh. So. Love you, Mommy. All right. So who <laughs> else we got? <laughs> who else we got? I don't know. I won't know till I I know. I Check it. I'm so excited. I'm trying. Hey, guys. It's Juicy Brucey reporting from oh. P-Town. I've been cranking saltwater taffy all freaking summer. <laughs> so I want to wish all you 
great Labor Day weekend. And remember, you can't wear white after Labor Day. Bye. <laughs> you heard it here. That's our own Basement Show podcast correspondent, Juicy Brucey. Why can't you wear white after Labor Day? I don't even know, but it's hmm. a Brucey thing. Well, if you know, comment below. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't be caught dead in a white tee. <laughs> no, no, that's not his style. He's very stylish. So. Is, he, is he wearing the cravat like that other guy? I don't know. Probably wearing overpriced Birkenstocks, too, knowing him. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Well, we had a good time. Hope you did too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you love us. We love you so very, very much. And we'll be back in two. In two. Yeah. Watch it. You need us. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> it's okay. It's our show. <laughs> <laughs>